The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another season of MLB DFS Crickets. Hope everybody had a great offseason, enjoyed your football, basketball, whatever you're into. And now it's time. We are back for another season of baseball. Thanks for everybody reaching out. Looking forward to the season. I am going to be here as long as I possibly can. No intentions of leaving yet. And actually, on period. So let's rock and roll. Let's get it in. It will be free. Your daily MLB content. Yeah, Monday through Friday. Try to get the Saturdays in as I can, but can't make promises there. Before we get started with the season, let me let you talk. Let me talk to you about draft. Draft.com. Go to your uh, app store, search for draft. It is a great way to play daily fantasy sports. You pick a team every day in a draft like format. So not everybody has the same players like on DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, there's head-to-heads, three-mans, six-mans, ten-mans. There's uh, tournaments. If you win one day, you advance, draft a new team the next day, so on and so forth. There's dream teams. So many great options to do it. So if you love fantasy baseball, then try draft. It's daily fantasy baseball, not like the other guys. On draft, you play live snake drafts with other people just like in your season-long league. Drafts last for just one night. And once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. You just set it, you forget it, you walk away. One thing that it has if you play FanDuel, it has late swap, which is a beautiful thing, as we know. And they have that for all sports, PGA, um, NFL, NHL, NBA. Like I said, baseball starting up tomorrow with everything we got going. If you are new to draft, you make your first deposit. Use the promo code SD Sports. Helps us out a little bit over here. That way we can keep doing all the great stuff we do at thesportsdgens.com for free. All the podcasts, all the articles for free. So just go over there, make a deposit, SD Sports. You get entry into a free $3 draft. If you don't like it, you let them know. They'll refund your money. That simple. So go check it out, draft.com, in your app store, at draft, and use the promo code SD Sports. Now that that's out of the way, business taken care of, let's dig in to some MLB DFS action. Opening day was supposed to be 15 games, every team playing, first time in forever. But we already have a rain out. The Nationals at the Reds rained out. That's why they do this schedule, folks. Some people were surprised. They do these schedules. They leave Fridays open for some of these bad places. That's just how it goes. Now they'll play Friday. Hopefully weather permit permitting is just fine. 
DraftKings is what we cover on this podcast. If you guys are new to the podcast, I don't do FanDuel. I love Draft. Just told you about Draft. Uh, if you have if you have questions ever on anything, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick or at thesportsdegens.com. I'll help you the best I can, but I cover the DraftKings slate. Um, they have a three-game early, a nine-game main, which is the middle-of-the-day slate. They have a six-game afternoon slate that came out today. That was new. actually came out this afternoon. Um, and they still don't have the late games. The West Coast games, you know, the East Coast bias is strong with DraftKings right now. So no West Coast games. You can't pick on tie block, which I'm disappointed. Before I even looked at what slates they had, I did my research. I wanted all the Matt Kemp, all the Logan Forsyth, so on and so forth down the list because tie block is hot garbage and he can't strike out a soul. And that's coming from a San Francisco Giants fan. So, yeah, pretty rough stuff there. But let's get into the slate. We're going to cover the nine-game main slate. If you have questions, again, on anything, let me know. And we will get you home free. The weather outlook does not look too bad because it will be starting at 3.05 Eastern is the main nine-game slate. And overall, not too shabby. You got a little bit of a wind blowing out the right center in Texas between the Astros and the Rangers. Cole Hamels against Justin Verlander in that one. Uh, the places, other places you have rain that are still playing. They have domes. It's supposed to rain in Toronto, so the pie close the roof in that matchup. A little wind blowing out in Oakland, but nothing too crazy there. Uh, we mentioned the Reds, Nats is already postponed. Philadelphia, Atlanta, interesting one to, to talk about because when we get into the pitchers, we'll have guys to pick on in this game. But A, you know, slight chances of rain once the game starts, 15 to 20%. As it gets later and later and later, if this game goes long, we're talking 50 to 90% chances at night. Should avoid it, but make sure you pay attention to whoever you follow on Twitter. There's so many guys that pay for it now, it's hilarious. Get a, get a weather app. Pretty goddamn simple. Um, but the wind's blowing in on that one from left feet or from right field at 12 miles an hour. Something to keep an eye on in that one. If you are playing um, White Sox at Royals, wind blowing in from left field on that one. Danny Duffy versus James Shields. And then in your evening, it's pretty easy because your three evening games is Giants at Dodgers, Rockies at D-backs, Indians at Mariners. Nothing too crazy weather-wise in those ones. So you got some wind blowing in Kansas City, wind blowing in Atlanta with chances of late, late rain. Other than that, pretty good day for opening day all the way around. All right, the moment we've been waiting for. Let's get it in. Let's get cracking on your pitchers breakdown. Nine-game slate. I wanted to real quick, sorry. The three-game slate, you got Cubs, Marlins, Pittsburgh, Detroit, St. Louis, New York. Syndergaard and Seamart are the big boys on the slate. Other than that, it is quite a crapshoot, so be careful. Again, hit me up with your questions. Um, the DraftKings website has been just abortion the last like two days that I've been trying to get this prep done, and it's even being goofy right now. But as I pull up the nine-game slate for you, Chris Sale is your big dog. Chris Sale is coming in hot, especially with Nomad Max on the slate anymore because of the rainout. Max was uh, $12,000. Chris Sale, 12200 at Tampa Bay. Let's not forget, um, when we're talking stats, pitcher stats, so on and so forth, we're talking all the numbers from last year, same with the bats. And that's the way you do baseball, you get a good sample size. You go throughout your year. Um, so when we're talking Chris Sale, we're talking about a guy who was just flat filthy. He's a minus 155 favorite in this matchup versus Chris Archer. He had a 36.2% strikeout rate. Bananas. Very limited hard contact. D- did give up more home runs than you would expect. That is one thing you have to keep in mind. Facing a Tampa Bay team with the second lowest total on the slate, first lowest total on this slate. I'm talking about if they had a full day slate, second lowest. The lowest on the nine-game slate at 3.18. Lefties hit 234, righties 265 off Chris Sale last year. So if you're playing your your Rays, and we'll talk about some if you want to be contrarian, that's your guy. But uh, Chris Sale, 
far and away the top option on this slate. Because even if he gives up a few runs, we saw what Chris Sale did last year, and that strikeout ability is just insane. He averaged 27.1 points per game last year. His last three games were rough, but those were postseason games, you know. He had a 45.6, 17.4, 28.7, a 10.4, but then a 40, uh, and so on and so forth. He was very, very good, as we know. So keep Chris Sale in mind at 12-2, but if you don't want to pay up, you know, you got the likes of Justin Verlander at 11-6, but what I'm looking at, because Verlander's not bad, you got Texas, who hit and miss offense is pretty darn good, and, you know, overall, for facing a Verlander, the team total for Texas is 4.21, lefties 304, righties 267 last year. There is slight concern. Yes, Verlander can pump the strikeout, so there is upside there. But I'm going Luis Severino at $10,600. Love me some Luis Severino. We were all over him last year. He's about a minus 140 favorite at Toronto against J.A. Happ. He's coming off a year where he struck out almost 30% of the batters he faced with a swinging strike rate of 13%, and he uses that slider over and over again. And the Blue Jays all of last year, and obviously – Keep in mind that things can change throughout year to year. We can only go off of what we have. And if you listened a lot last year, you know you, baseball is such an up-and-down grind. And I talked about it on the Bench with Bubba DFS preview with James McCool. If you go one for four in baseball, it's almost considered a successful day, especially if it's a double or a triple. So the goods and the bads, they happen all the time. We're going for more goods than bads, obviously. So Severino, really good stuff. Ground ball rate, which is what, one thing I really love because we know the Rogers Center can be a – Hitting Haven, the ground ball rate of 50.6% last year. I don't see anything like that changing too much. So you got to really enjoy what you're seeing from Severino. And he's going in to face this Toronto team who has a team total of four, which is not too bad at all. Lefty's 287, righty's 243. So Severino at 10-6. If you want to pivot down a little bit from sales, save some money. Definite upside there. You know, you would you be shocked if Justin Smoke or Josh Donaldson, who I believe not, he, he's questionable for the game, there are a lot of interesting factors to see, you know, if they can get to Severino or not. But I like the upside with Severino at 10-6, saving some money on Chris Sale. When you go down the list, you look at the likes of uh, Aaron Nola, 9,400 at the Atlanta Braves. You know, that's a good one. The Braves are going to be an improved team this year. We were all over Nola last year. He's a minus-113 road favorite in that matchup. He did strike out almost 27% that he faced last year. And a ground ball rate close to 50%, limited the hard contact close to 30% last year. So coming off a of really, really good stuff there from Aaron Nola. And he's going up against a Braves team with a team total of only a uh, little below four. So a lot to like there. But the concern you have to keep in mind in this matchup, and this is where some bats can be interesting, is lefties did hit 318, where righties only hit 270. So keep in mind there, you've know, got Freddie Freeman, Enciarte, Marquecas, and the list goes, They have, I believe they have a few more as we'll go into the teams there. Um, all the lineups aren't out yet. They slowly have been coming out as I record this. Uh, it's 1.30 Pacific time on Wednesday afternoon for your Thursday opening day slate. So keep that in mind with NOLA. The wind is supposed to be blowing in from right field, which could help. And that might, you know, because people might be steered off by the idea, you know, lefties hitting them well, so on and so forth. In that ballpark where we saw lefties have a lot of power. You're going to have to take gambles. Again, I'm going to preface a lot of things because there are going to be new listeners this year. If, you'll, if you've listened to me before or you haven't, I like to take some gambles on my pitching. Every once in a while, I will pay for those top guys. But I, I make a point that if you pay for that top guy, like if you pay 12-2 for Chris Sale, he has to dominate. If he doesn't, you're so far behind everywhere else. So I will pay for them from time to time. But in certain matchups, you just do it like Sale against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay strikes out like crazy. That's just what they do. So it's definitely something you look at there. But uh, – 
Nola could be a sneaky one at 94, just like Chris Archer at 85 could be very sneaky. You have to be slightly concerned because some Boston Red Sox have some good success versus Chris Archer. But at 8500 bucks, he is at home. This is the thing with Archer we talked about before. Much, much, much better pitcher at home than he was on the road in his career. Not just last year, career. Another guy that struck out over 29% last year, limited the heart, or he did give up more hard contact than normal last year, which is slightly terrifying, and a lot of home runs, but he struck out the world. Concerns. I already mentioned the Red Sox have a good history, and the Red Sox last year did not strike out a lot. So those are two big caveats you have to remember that one. They do have a team total below four. Lefty's 326, righty's 287 against Chris Archer. So those are some things you need to keep in mind as you're um, looking into it. But if you want to be very contrarian, I think Chris Archer will go well overlooked on this slate at 8500 bucks. Someone to keep in mind. As you slide down the list, you have the likes of Chase Anderson, 8100 bucks at the San Diego Padres. Yes, Chase Anderson, 8100 at San Diego is a very, very intriguing price tag. Um, he's, it's basically a pick em in San Diego, so that should concern you a bit if you like Chase Anderson. But he was able to get tw- almost 24% strikeout rate last year. Very, very uh, good limiting the hard contact and swinging strike rate. He had a great season last year, averaging 18 DraftKings points per start, and he's 1800 bucks. So that is something to keep in mind facing a Padres team You know, in that stadium. He's already got the park factor on his side. Team total around four. Lefty's 268, righty's 291 off Chase Anderson, so kind of a reverse splits pitcher. You know, They did add Eric Cosmer, so you're going to get a few more ground balls every game. And, and they have some improved young talent on that team, but still as a whole, there's a lot to like about Chase Anderson. He'll probably be chalky at that 8100 bucks, but if you mix it up elsewhere, it could be very beneficial for you. As we go down, people will look at Danny Duffy versus the White Sox. You need to remember the White Sox do hit lefties very well. They have a very potent right-handed lineup, and we will talk about that one when we talk about bats. The guy I'm looking at, and if it's chalk, I will go down with this ship. But we rode, there's a couple guys down here in the sixes that I really like. One's Dylan Bundy at $6,800. You, you're either on Dylan Bundy or you're fading him this, today because he gives up a lot of fly balls, especially to left-handed bats. So that is a concern with the likes of Logan Morrison, um, Eddie Rosario, Max Kepler. You know, you could even be worried about a Dozier or a Sonoma just power-wise. There is a lot of power there in Minnesota. But you also get a guy in Dylan Bundy who we saw the last month of the year so. Really figured things out, so throwing a slider a lot more. His K rate went through the roof um, in his last you know month, month and a half or so. So there's a lot to like about Dylan Bundy coming off a pretty good spring training. He's a minus 122 favorite against Minnesota. It is at home, so we know the ball does fly out of Baltimore. So some things to be concerned about there. But at 6800 bucks, the upside's tremendous in that matchup, and it's something I said a lot last year. If you don't if, if, if you go cheaper with your pitching and it doesn't produce, you still have that extra money for your bats to kind of help balance things. Whereas if you paid 12 2 for a sale, it doesn't always work out. I'm not saying don't ever pay for big pitching. Like I said, we will do it from time to time. But I like the idea of make a Severino-Bundy combo, a Severino and some other combo, stuff like that. Or, hey, I've done the – we've talked about it. I'll do Bundy and this next guy I'll mention. I'll, I'll pair them up together and have all the bats in the world. Depends on which angle you want to go, what your risk tolerance is. If you're playing cash games – Go get your Chris Sale. Go get your Luis Severino. Go for it. Get them both and take some value bats, whatever you feel like. But if you're taking GPP, we got to roll some dice, and we're going to do it with the likes of Dylan Bundy. 22% K rate last year. Really picked that up in the second half. But, again, big-time fly ball guy. Only a ground ball rate at 33%. So you got to be careful in that park. He did you know, not have the worst home run to fly ball ratio. But just a slight concern here. Minnesota, a 4-6-2 team total 
It's the two, four, seventh to- highest total on the entire day. Lefties hit 328, righties 290. So like I said, Logan Morrison and company, be careful. But I do like Bundy as an interesting value at 68. I did say he'd probably be the chalky one at 68. So if you want to differentiate a bit and you trust he's healthy, and he's coming off an amazing spring, he's always been hurt. But my God, when he's healthy, this guy can strike guys out. He's facing an Oakland A's team that gets that strikes out a ton. And I'm talking Garrett Richards. Uh, and when he came back from his injury last year, he put up 16.1 in a start. Well, that was in April against the A's. And he came back and got 8.5 in three and a third innings. But then 15, 19, 5, 24, 3 were his last few starts when he started really getting into gear. And then this spring, he carried it over. Looked really, really good. Velocity's back on the fastball. He's a minus 20 road favorite at Oakland. 25% K rate. Swinging strike rate around 13%. Ground ball rate, which I love, at about 55%. Limits the hard contact, a 4.8% home run to fly ball. These numbers might be a little skewed because he's been so injured lately that they're not like tremendously good. But again, he's facing an ace team who does have power. This is that old you know thing we used to talk about. You might face a team that you know, doesn't have the greatest average, strikes out a ton versus teams, and the A's are like that. But it's like the Brewers last year. We always targeted them with pitching, especially cheap pitching, because they strike out a ton. But they have like the ISOs and the Wobas through the roof. The A's, they will help your pitcher out a ton. This is why I like 6800 bucks DraftKings. Give me the strikeouts. They might take him deep a few times because that's just what the A's do. You got Chapman, you got Davis, you got Olsen, so on and so forth. Lots of pop in that lineup. They have a team total of 413, kind of middle of the pack on the day. But lefties hit 219, righties 220 off of Richards. This guy is legit. He is outstanding. I love him at 6800 bucks. I I like him more than Dylan Bundy. But I have no problem pairing the two of those up and getting all the pitching in the world and rolling the dice. Or, again, putting them with Severino, putting them with Chase Anderson if you want to take gambles on a sale, Enola, Archer, whatever. But Richards, Bundy, big, big fan of on this slate as your low-price options. A couple other guys you can look at. You know, you got um, Kendall Grayman, 6200 bucks, up and down year last year with injuries and everything. But he is a guy you can look at if you want to roll the dice because he is in a very, very nice ballpark there in Oco Coliseum. It is a little more lively during the day, but still not too bad. It is, it is abnormally warm this time of year. We're in the 70s in California, so Oakland will probably be in the you know, high 50s, low 60s, so not bad for this time of the year. But, you know, you got Grayman, not the biggest strikeout guy, which is troublesome, but he's a big-time ground ball guy. So for 6,200, you could do worse. i still rather pay up for um, Garrett Richard or Dylan Bundy. Uh, lefties hit 298, righties 365 off Graveman. The last guy I'll bring up for you if you just really want to punt the position, and I'm talking massive punt, and you're going to hear it from a lot of people. He's a big-time ground ball guy, not a big strikeout guy, but for 5400 bucks, you got Clayton Richard going up against those Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, they're improved. They they added Lorenzo Kane, They added Christian Yellick. They, you know, you got another season of Domingo Santana, Ryan Braun, a lot of guys that hit lefties very, very well. Um, they have a team total of four. It's barely middle of the pack. Lefties 296, righties 377 off Clayton Richards last year. So definitely something to keep in mind there. But they did strike out a ton against lefties and righties. Richards had about almost 18% K rate. His ground ball rate was 60%. Did give up a lot of hard contact, almost a 20% home run to fly ball ratio. So there are concerns there with Richard, but for 5400 bucks. If he goes and throws you five or six innings, gives up you know three, maybe even four runs, and strikes out, let's say five or six, you can make that work big time. I'd still, I'd rather have me some Richard or some Bundy if you're going low. You don't have to go low at all if you're going low. But uh, Richard is an option there if he can get that ground ball working and throw in some strikeouts. 
So quick recap of your pitching. You got Sale and Severino up top. I'm going Severino 1, Sale 2, and nothing disregarding Sale. It's all a price thing when you're talking about that. When you talk about your 8 to 9K guys, you know, I mentioned Nola, Archer, Anderson. Go, I'm going to go in the order of Anderson, Archer, Nola as my 1, 2, 3. And those, I like to rank out the different tiers of prices for you guys. And then in the 7K and below, you got Dylan Bundy, Garrett Richards, Grayman, and Richard. I got Garrett Richards 1, Bundy 2, Richard 3, Kendall Graveman 4, if you're looking to price down there. But um, keep in mind those names. And there's always a risk because it is Major League Baseball. And pitchers don't go as long as they used to. Another reason why I kind of like saving money when you're talking on the uh, the DFS game. As you already tell, I like to kind of go on tangents once in a while. I'm not just here to list off names for you guys. I'm not just here to list off numbers. I'm here to give you advice, kind of give you when you're asking questions. So you might have to ask me later because I kind of covered it for you. Um, the first few weeks, there's going to be a lot of this. Until we all get in a groove and, and kind of see what these teams are doing. They're going to be messing with lineups. They're going to be doing a lot of interesting things as the season gets going. And we're going to have to bob and weave with it. But baseball's great. We take advantage of nice pricing as we uh, start the season because it's usually pretty soft when it comes to the DraftKings world. So again, you're pitching Severino and Sale up top, Chase Anderson, Archer, Nola in the middle, and then down below, Garrett Richards, Dylan Bundy, Clayton Richard, and Kendall Graveman. Let's go position by position and get you some bats to target. We'll start off at the catcher's position where you have Gary Sanchez at 4700 bucks. One thing I'll preface, I rarely pay um, for Gary Sanchez ever if you're new to the show. But I don't mind it in certain matchups, especially because most people will pay up in other positions and will pay down at catcher. So it definitely differentiates you from the pack. Um, I had a, a follower talk to me about it yesterday, and it, it, I agreed with him completely. It's something I, I did towards the end of last year. I did focus more and more on El Gary. Uh, when you look at the Yankees team total, it's going to be through the roof. It's at four and a half, basically. Lefty's 236, righty's 317 off of J. Hap. Um, I love Jay Happ. I love him in season long, especially as consistent as they come. He has a 23% K rate, and the Yankees strike out a ton. But um, he, he, you're facing a Yankees team, and I'm, if I can ever pivot away, I will. Certain days I will attack them because it will make it that much better for you. But Gary at 47 is in play. But if you want to you know, look at one of the teams that's going to be a popular stack will be the Royals and the Casalvi Perez at 37. First big game, James. We'll go over some uh, BVP later. But there are some members in this game that have some some success against James Shields. So Salvi Perez at 37 on your board. you got a guy like Beef Wellington. Wellington Castillo tweeting with a guy today. Career like 401 Woba against left-handed pitching. This guy's a target we use a lot versus left-handed pitching. Uh, Danny Duffy we, we know is, is a good pitcher. Not great, but good. You're talking about a White Sox team who's sneaky, sneaky good versus lefties. A team total a little above four. Uh, lefties hit a buck ninety nine off Duffy. Righties hit three twenty nine off Danny Duffy last year. So Beef Wellington at thirty four hundred. See, the one thing I like about these games when you look at uh, stacks, everyone's going to be stacking the Royals versus James Shields. Well, let's not forget the other side of things. Duffy might be good, but at the same time, no one's going to be owning these White Sox. So a guy like Beef Wellington at thirty four definitely in play. When you look at Evan Gaddis, the, the Astros are going to be big time against uh, big time targets against Cole Hamels, who's just declining at a rapid pace. K rates going down, hard contacts going up. He had a um, a hard contact rate of almost thirty six percent last year. Astros team total is almost four point eight. It's the fifth fourth highest on the slate. Lefties two fifteen, righties three twenty four off Cole Hamels last year. So a guy like Evan Gaddis at thirty three hundred bucks, we know mashes mashes. Um, Left-handed pitching, someone to keep an eye on there. 
uh, check lineups to see where everybody's at to make sure it works for you. But uh, at the early looks, because most of my podcasts will be before lineups are out. So that's how I do things. And then I'll tweet things out throughout the day and when I see things and when I have time. So Gaddis at 33 is in play. When you scroll down some more, you look at the likes of, uh, you know, a Jason Castro for the, the Twins, a left-handed bat. Nothing fancy, but if you want to go a little cheaper, he's 3K versus a Dylan Bundy type. I don't uh, hate that by any means. If you look at like a Manny Pena at uh, 3K versus Clayton Richards, a right-handed bat there, you, you, you could pick that poison. But I, I like to try to go cheap when I can. Some days we have it. Some days we still don't know what the value is. We're likely going to see um, – Christian Vasquez catching for Boston, but for some reason Sandy Leone or Blake Swihart get behind the dish, especially a Sandy Leone at twenty eight hundred bucks could be a nice cheap value against Archer if you're going to fade Archer. Other than that, if you want to fade Chris Sale, which I don't hate, and a guy that's got some decent success against him, Wilson Ramos, who I love this year, one of my top five season long fantasy catchers, he's twenty seven hundred dollars versus Chris Sale, so Wilson Ramos definitely on the board. Uh, don't hate that at all. So uh, keep those guys in mind. Again, if things pop up we will hit you on the twitter with it again at bd entry let's go over to first base where you're always locked and loaded you got a guy freddie freeman at 48 uh, i definitely see the appeal a lefty versus nola in that ballpark could be very interesting i'll be going elsewhere you got jose abreu at 46 who i do like a lot against danny duffy uh, matt olson as much as i like clayton richards i said you pick your poison because they're going to strike out a ton but at the same time they could go bananas matt olson at 45 is in play when you go down the list, a guy that might get well overlooked, especially if you're sitting in the middle of the lineup, as he should for the Philadelphia Phillies, Carlos Santana. 4200 bucks against Julio Tejeron. We do like that quite a bit as last year, lefties hit 338, righties 319 off Julio Tejeron. So Carlos Santana at 4200 bucks, definitely in play in that ballpark where the ball flies out to right field. Again, wind blowing in, so buyer beware, but it is a good play. Another one I absolutely love. Mentioned him briefly earlier, Lomo, Logan Morrison, 4100 bucks, likely in the middle of that Minnesota Twins lineup against Dylan Bundy. Again, Bundy's got some tremendous upside. Ball flies out of Camden Yards. Lefties hit some big-time fly balls off of Dylan Bundy. So keep an eye on Logan Morrison at 4100 Go farther on the list. You can go Eric Hosmer at 4K if you're feeling frisky in that regard. Uh, Justin Smoke, 3900 bucks versus Severino. A guy I like a lot if you are fading Justin Verlander. If you're fading Justin Verlander, again, team total 4-2-1, lefties 304, righties 267 off Verlander last year. Verlander might get a lot of Ks, but he can give it up from time to time. When you got big Joey Gallo, he's first base and third base eligible. 3900 bucks for Joey Gallo. Do not hate that at all. One of the one of the top plays for me under 4K at first base. Got a really cheap deal to go play in Kansas City this year. A left-handed bat we mentioned. Lefties and righties both hit shields well, but especially lefties hit him very, very well. Lucas Duda, $3,800 versus big game James. That could be a nice value at first base. You could definitely go ding-dong all the way home. As you go down the list, um, Jake Odorizzi pitching for Minnesota. Kind of a reverse splits guy. Uh, gives up a lot of hard contact and fly balls to righties, so keep that in mind. When you look at the Baltimore team total, they are the highest on the slate, tied with the Royals at 488. Lefties 293, righties 326. So see how the lineup shakes out. But a guy like Trey Mancini's first base and outfield eligible. So you can use him in the outfield if you want to save elsewhere. He's only 3,600. Tons of pop in that bat for Mancini against Odorizzi. Could be a nice play. Baltimore, a nice stacking option there. Farther down you go, uh, Kendris Morales, 3,500 versus Severino. Nice left-handed option there if you're going to fade Severino for some reason. 
Mike, uh, Matt Davidson, he's first base, third base eligible for the White Sox. Big time spring. We use him a lot for some cheap power. He's 3,400 versus Danny Duffy. Nice right-handed bat to target in that lineup. Farther down you go, you know, CJ Cron at 31 if you want to roll those dice versus Chris Sale. And then we'll just kind of pop in and see what lineups come around. Because, like, Louis Valbuena is always a cheap option at 27 if he cracks the lineup at first base and third base. We used him a lot last year in certain situations. Probably not tomorrow, you know, in that ballpark. Yeah, Grayman. But you never know, always in play. All right, let's head over to second base where we got little Jose Altuve leading off of 52. Always an option on a slate. You got Brian Dozier at 45, uh, Whit Marinful at 43. Okay options. Scope's got that right hand of power versus Odorizzi at 41. He'll get well overlooked if you want to go that direction. But then I go down to guys like Jed Lowry. Big guy I'm a fan of late in season long drafts. He's 3,800 versus Richards. Um, Johnny VR switch hit at 37. But if you want to kind of be off the board a little bit, a guy's going to have a tremendous year, should have a tremendous year. He's $3,600, left-handed bat. Especially if he's batting at the top of that Atlanta lineup. Look at Ozzie Albies at $3,600. He's in play. Um, Rugi Odor at $3,500. Batting average is really bad, but could run into one against Justin Verlander, left-handed bat there. Second base, third base option. He hits lefties really, really well. He's $3,400. We're talking Brandon Drury for the New York Yankees. He can be a well-overlooked, cheap piece. Same with Tyler Wade if he cracks the lineup at 3,200 for the Yanks. Uh, keep an eye on the Phillies lineup. If Scott Kingery is in there, especially towards the top of the order, he steals a ton. He's 3,100 bucks, so he could be a sneaky, uh, cheaper play there. Other than that, you go down the list. Like a Yolmer Sanchez actually has some pretty good numbers versus Danny Duffy. We'll get to that later. He's 3K. Uh, we try to save money at these middle infield positions if you can. Like a young Harvis Salarte, if he cracks the lineup for Toronto, he's... Uh, second base shortstop eligible at 2700 Again, you're going to get a lot of cheap options versus the likes of Severino. So you got to decide if you want to fade Severino and then you go for it. Otherwise, you got some low three guys you can target there. Heading over to third base, Manny Machado at 48. Big year coming up for Manny Machado. Contract year. Had a really, really good last year last year and it was only for like half the year. So Machado at 48. Don't mind him at all. Alex Bregman, third base, 4600 he hammers lefties, hammers lefties. Should be hitting about you know second in that potent, potent lineup. So Bregman at 46, very solid option there. You're like Rafael Devers at 43, Matt Chapman at 42, both okay options in that lineup. Uh, Josh Donaldson will be severely under-owned. We like him more versus lefties than righties, but he'll be there at 41. Farther down you go, I mentioned Joey Gallo earlier at 3,900. Do like that a lot. But here's the most one of the most mispriced prices on this slate and he's chalkier and chalky everywhere i have talked or heard or listened briefly or read or whatever is out there right now everyone's on him and i'm talking mike mustakas at 300 bucks when we go to the bvp at the end of the podcast he has hit james shields very 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 well uh we talked about big game james getting hit by lefties mustakas at 38 tremendous i like a mustakas due to stack a mustakas due to salvi perez stack i don't mind those at all but uh, they they'll probably be chalky as they are tied with the Orioles for the second or the, for the highest total on the slate. But definitely something to keep an eye on there. As you go down, I mentioned Brandon Drury earlier at 34, Matt Davidson at 34. Talked about both of them. Keep an eye on J.D. Davis. Big time spring for Houston. If he cracks the lineup, he might be towards the bottom. But maybe you do a to, to differentiate from everybody else attacking Cole Hamels. You do a, a reverse stack, and you know you go like nine one two or something down there. He's going to be 3200 bucks. has some pop for the Astros, so keep an eye on him as a, a value play that you can try to attack in that one. 
Farther down you go, you got guys like Ryu Ruiz at 31 versus Nola. I'd rather not go there, but you can if you're really feeling like it. Um, if you need an extreme GPP value. Other than that, we'll take a look at lineups and see what pans out. Let's head over to shortstop. Uh, you got Carlos Correa, 49 versus Hamels. Yes, he is in play. You got Bogarts, but the one I'm looking at here is Didi Gregorius, 4200 bucks. Everyone's going to go to the right-handed thump of the New York Yankees against Jay Happ. If you listen last year, we did it over and over again. Didi Gregorius crushes left-handed pitching. So DD at 4200 bucks will be so overlooked it won't even be funny. So I love it at 4200 if you're fading J.A. Hap. Go down a little farther. Another guy that hits lefties really, really well but gets overlooked on that Houston team is Marwin Gonzalez. He's outfield shortstop eligible at 3800 bucks. He is in play. A guy like Tim Beckham had a big year once he went over to Baltimore from Tampa Bay, flexed his muscles with a lot of power. He'll be hitting towards the top of that Baltimore Oriole, and when you're stacking Baltimore, don't forget him against Odorizzi at 3800 Farther down you go, you know, like Orlando Garcia maybe, but it depends on where he's at in the lineup. Freddie Galvis, he'll be hitting towards the top at 3200 versus Chase Anderson. I don't hate that at all as a cheaper option. Other than that, uh, against Solarte's 27 if you're fading there, but we'll have to check some lineups because there's not a ton that I like down there unless something sneaks in when the lineups are introduced. Outfield, you're going to have your usual just awesomeness at the top. I usually kind of skim through these real quick. You know, Trout, he's an option every day. I mentioned it a lot last year because people just wouldn't pay for Mike Trout, and he was just a double-digit machine way more often than that. He averaged 11.3 a game for crying out loud. He can do it all. He's not like a Stanton and Judge where he has to go deep. He does it all. Stanton, 53. Judge, 51. All okay. Mookie Betts will be way overlooked against a good pitcher like Chris Archer. He's 5,000. Great success for Chris Archer. I think Mookie Betts, if you listen to Around the Bases pod, the episode we just dropped last night, episode 57 with our season predictions, Mookie Betts, outside of Mike Trout, is my AL MVP. So 5,000 for Betts. Springer versus Hamels is in play, of course. You know, you got J.D. Martinez, Hoskins, all options there. Ben and an option. So on and so forth. Matt Olson, we mentioned. Lorenzo Kane does hit lefties really well. He's 4,400 versus Clayton Richard. Don't mind that at all. Ryan Braun crushes left-handed pitching, crushes it. When we mentioned Clayton Richards, a ground ball pitcher, but if he's not locating down low, he's very, very hittable. Braun at 43, definitely in play in that one. Don't, don't be surprised if he goes ding-dong all the way home. Um, a guy like Adam Jones at 4K will be overlooked in that matchup. Nomar Mazara at 39 is another lefty that you can target against Verlander. So I mentioned Gallo, I mentioned Odor, I mentioned Mazara. Three left-handed power bats against Verlander that, you know, they can go one for four with three Ks, make that one count, and you'll get some serious production there. Domingo Santana, 3,900 versus Richards, like that, a ton. Milwaukee, it's, you don't want to stack a team in San Diego too often, but Milwaukee will be way overlooked. And if you want to do like a Milwaukee-San Diego kind of mini stack, you will be very, very unique. It might do absolutely nothing. But if that game goes off, you will you will be way ahead of the curve on this one. Um the, t- the t- overall total on that game is eight, which is, you know, not bad for a game in San Diego. So keep that in mind in that matchup. And Milwaukee's offense will be much better this year. Mentioned Marvin Gonzalez at 38 already. Do like him. If you're fading Aaron Nola, Ender Enciarte at 37 is very, very good. You can use him as a one-off, but I'd rather use Enciarte in a stack. So if you're using a guy like him and you do get value at 3,700, you're putting him with like Albies and you're putting him with Freeman and stuff like that. So keep that in mind. As you go down farther, I mentioned Trey Mancini at 36 earlier. I do like that if you're going that direction. Cole Calhoun at 3,600. Nice value against Kendall Grayman, a left-handed bat versus Grayman. 
we did mention earlier these splits that were against Grayman. He has a reverse splits guy. Lefties, 298. Righties, 365. There's still a lot to like there at 298 for lefties. Uh, if you are fading Teheron, I already mentioned some guys there, but Nick Williams at 35, I want to like even more is Odebel Herrera at 3,500 bucks. Big time spring came on well in the in the second half last year. So there are two nice lefty bats in that Philadelphia lineup going against Teheron in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, Aaron Hicks at 35, batting fifth. I did see that lineup earlier, batting fifth on Thursday. Don't mind him. It is lefty lefty, but still Hicks uh, Hicks is actually a switch hitter. So 3,500. For uh, Aaron Hicks in the middle of that big potent lineup is very, very, very nice. Uh, Shen Su Chu is another lefty at 3500 for the Texas Rangers against Verlander. Some more $3,000 guys to keep an eye on in that lineup. I mentioned some lefties from Minnesota earlier. Eddie Rosario and Max Kepler are both 3500 versus Dylan Bundy. So if you're fading Bundy, those are guys to keep an eye on. Nick Markake is 34 versus Nola. There's a ton of options down here. It depends on which poison you choose to pick. Um, Matt Joyce, 3400 I wouldn't go there, but he is available for a cheaper price tag. The farther down we go, it gets murky as always, but Alex Gordon, if you want to believe in him, he's 32 versus uh, Big Game James. That's some serious value against a very, very bad pitcher. Uh, see if Austin Hayes cracks the lineup for Baltimore. He showed a lot of power in his brief time in the bigs last year, and he showed it in the minors as well. He'll be $3,100 against Odorizzi. So keep that in mind. The farther down we go, you know, Jorge Soler at 3K versus James Shields. He's one of those guys that can strike out three times and run into one. So keep him on your radar. Um, other than that, we'll have to check some lineups. Nothing really stands out tremendously. Maybe Preston Tucker for Atlanta. If he's in the middle of that order or something, left-handed bat, had a good spring for them. Going up against Nola, he's $2,600. Um, another one to look at against Odorizzi at 2600 bucks. He's a switch hitter, so he'll be hitting lefty. But um, Anthony Santander is likely going to DH for them with Trumbo out. He had a big-time spring as well. He's $2,600. So there's a couple cheaper outfield options to look at until we get um, some different lineups to kind of really pin things down. So there are your bats to target on Thursday's opening day. Recapping your pitching up top, Severino and Sale, one and two. In the middle, you got Chase Anderson, Chris Archer, Aaron Nola. Down below, Garrett Richards, Dylan Bundy, Clayton Richards, Kendall Grayman. We talked about the values. Let's talk some stacks real quick. Mentioned Baltimore right-handed guy, bats first. Jake Odorizzi, something to really keep an eye on there. Don't forget about Tim Beckham in that matchup. Kansas City versus Big Game James. The Duda and Moustakis, one-two punches. Very, very sexy. You got the likes of Salvi Perez, a cheap uh, Alex Gordon, and some others there. Even Jorge Soler. Um, you go down a little farther, you know, Astros versus Cole Hamels will be very, very popular. Don't forget guys like Bregman and Marwin Gonzalez outside the regulars of Correa and Altuve and uh, Springer. Gaddis is another really good one. So keep those right-handed bats in mind versus Cole Hamels. The farther down you go, the Twins versus Dylan Bundy. I like Bundy a lot, but if you're going Twins, left-handed bats, uh, you look at Kepler, Rosario, and, and um, Lomo at 4,100 is nice and cheap in that one. The farther down you go, you like Yankees versus Hap. We already talked about them in depth. Don't forget, Didi hits lefties very, very well. Um, the Angels versus Kendall Grayman, reverse splits. Lefties 298, righties 365. So obviously, you got Trout. I don't hate Calhoun. And then you got the likes of Albert Pujols, even has some value. Um, maybe some Anilton Simmons and some other guys around the diamond if you need to be really different. But it's just not the best ballpark to hit in, so be careful. 
If you want to be different, Texas Rangers versus Justin Verlander. I mentioned, you know, you could see Verlander just go bananas, but he could also come out slow, and he he, he strikes out a lot of guys, but he also has some loud, loud contact to lefties. So, you know, Gallo's cheap, Odor's cheap, Mazara's cheap, Chu's cheap, some nice left-handed bats you could pick from there. Don't forget uh, the White Sox. Danny Duffy, 199 versus lefties, 329 versus righties. There's a lot of nice lefties or righties in that White Sox lineup. You have Davidson and Abreu on the corners. You have Avi Garcia in the outfield. You got Beef Wellington behind the dish and so many more. Lots of really good options there if you want to be different with the White Sox in that stack where everyone will be on the Royals. And that team total or that game total is around nine. So keep an eye on that. Now the lefty bats of Philadelphia versus Tehran. Remember Odubel Herrera, 3,500. Carlos Santana will go overlooked. There's many others in that lineup. So lots to like when you're looking at the, the slate, nine-game main slate. There's three game early. There's three games late. It's not on DraftKings yet. Hopefully that changes. Let's take a look if I can get it to work. Here we go. The BVP for Thursday's action. We got the likes of, let's get down to the actual games that matter. Well, if you're playing the early slate, I'll go through these two. Miggy Cabrera's batting 333 versus Yvonne Nova. Remember Nova's... A really pitch the contact guy. Those lefties hit him really well, but everyone hits him well, so be careful there. But Jordan Zimmer, Zimmer pitching for Detroit. Uh, Pittsburgh will be a, a popular chalk. You got Corey Dickerson, six for 10, two homers and a double. Um, Polanco is a good option. Josh Bell. Lefties versus Zimmerman, very much in play. Cardinals at Mets, be careful what you wish for there. Bruce has taken Carlos Martinez deep twice. Lefties have hit Carlos Martinez very, very well. Okay, Twins at Orioles. You got a guy like Jonathan Scope, who I already told you about earlier. He's 11 for 29, four doubles, a homer, hitting 379 versus Odorizzi. Yeah, um, Manny Machado's hitting 279, 12 for 43, the double and four home runs. Adam Jones, 14 for 30, uh, 43, 326 average, double and two home runs. Trey Mancini's taking him deep, so there's a lot to like with those Orioles in that matchup. When you're looking at the, uh, the twin side of that one, Logan Morrison, five for 12 with a double, two homers off of Dylan Bundy. So these are some plays I liked earlier for you. You know, Astros at Rangers, Elvis Andrews, 14 for 42 off Verlander. Beltray, 15 for 35. Sinshu Chu's taking him deep twice. Uh, nothing really. Uh, Joey Gallo's one for nine, but that one is a home run. The Astros versus Cole Hamels. Evan Gaddis hitting 369 for 25 with a double and three home runs. Altuve, six for 18 with a homer. Brian McCann's even hit decent against him with three homers. Lots to like in that one. Yankees, Blue Jays, Justin Smoke, 5 for 12, two homers off Severino. I mentioned lefties can get into Severino, so keep that in mind. Pilar and Donaldson have taken them deep as well. Uh, Aaron Judge, Stanton, Gary Sanchez, Brett Gardner, Aaron Hicks have all taken Hap deep. Red Sox at Rays. Wilson Ramos told you he's really good against lefties, especially against a guy like Chris Sale, 4 for 11, double and two home runs. Kiermaier even 5 for 14 with a homer off of him. Echeverria homered as well. You're looking at the Red Sox. Told you Mookie Betts really good versus Archer. 387 average, 12 for 31, two doubles, four home runs off of Archer. Keep that in mind. Benintendi, 5 for 10. Henry Ramirez, 7 for 21. So there's some decent success with the Red Sox versus Archer. Um, as you go down, not much in the for the A's versus Richards, which makes it even better. But you're talking the um, Angels versus Graveman. Pujols, 13 for 30 with a double, three homers, 433 average. Trout, 10 for 27, double, triple, two homers. Valbuena, 6 for 18 with a double, triple, and a homer. So there is some definite things to like there. Calhoun's taking them deep as well. 
Freddie Freeman, 6 for 16, two doubles and a homer off of Nola. Markakis taking him deep twice as well. Um, we're going to have Milwaukee, San Diego. Will Myers, 5 for 12 with two doubles and a homer off Chase Anderson. Uh, Ryan Braun, 7 for 21, three doubles off of Clayton Richards. Look, White Sox, Royals, Mustakas 5 for 10 with a double and a homer off Shields. Escobar, 6 for 14, double, two triples. Duda's taking him deep. Alex Gordon's taking him deep. So, yes, get your Royals on. Danny Duffy versus the White Sox. Uh, Davidson's 2 for 5. Yolmer Sanchez, 10 for 25, two doubles and a triple. Abreu's hitting 349 against. There's a lot of guys hitting 300 plus against uh, Danny Duffy in that lineup. So there you have it. You have the night games after that, but that wraps up your nine-game preview. It's going to be awesome. Opening day is back. Remember to check us out on Twitter, at TheSportsDGens. I'm at BD Entrick. You know, a new episode of Bench with Bubba with Eric Cross came out, episode 82, covering your uh, season-long fantasy needs with your uh, all the latest injuries, bullpen reports, all that good stuff. Around the bases with Bubba and Mo, episode 57, season preview and predictions just dropped. Lots of fun stuff there. So much going on. Lots and lots going on. We've got the always pressing PGA DFS pod to get you ready each week. The Masters next week. It's going to be awesome. So check us out on Twitter at TheSportsDGens. And give us a follow. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker. Hopefully more places to come. Remember to check out Draft and Draft.com. Promo code SDSports. But until next time, good luck. Let's get some cash. Opening day is here. Catch you guys later.